be with you this morning as we continue our series on the Ten Commandments. And this morning we're going to be looking at commandment number three, which is found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. And, and what that states is, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And, and I've titled this morning, Hypocrisy. And, and we're going to see how that ties into misusing the Lord's name. But before we, we get into that, how many of you know the meaning of your name? Like your name, what it actually means. So, so some of you do. You know, um, in the first service I did a, a child dedication and, and just going over the, the meaning of the name and finding what that means and how that can apply to, to the rest of your life. For me, I always thought, because um, I was told this, you know, my name, I don't know why my parents chose to tell, tell me this definition, but it was like from the forest was the meaning. And it's like, ah. Uh. You know, and, and through this week when I was getting ready for a child dedication, I was like, well, let me put in my name. And it was like the first definition was descending warrior. And I'm like, that's a lot cooler than like the third one down that was, I can't remember what origin it was, was from the forest. I'm like, why did my parents say I was from the forest? But anyways, so I'm now going with descending warrior because, you know, it only took me 40 some years to figure that one out. But our, our names... Our, our name should should mean something to us and mean a lot. And, and a lot of times parents, you know, looked at meanings of names when, when they name their kids. And, and this morning we're, we're going to be looking at that. But also as we're talking about God's name, there's a there's many different names of God in in the Bible. And uh, so we're going to play a little game and, and take a little test and have you guys figure out um, the names of God. Now, now here's the deal. When, when we do this, it's going to show either a hint or the name scrambled or whatever. And now, I know there's going to be some of you that I'm really smart. This is what you're thinking. I'm really smart. I'm going to shout out the answer before anybody else because I'm cool like that. Um, I didn't like you people in school, so <laughs> I don't think you're cool. But what, what we're going to do is is we're going to stay quiet. I'm going to give you guys a few seconds. Then I'm going to say one, two, three, and all of you get to say the answer together. So there's none of you trying to beat everybody. Now, the first service, there's some people had problems with that. It took like three tries for them to stop shouting out the answer before everybody else. All right. So this is what we're going to do. So basically, it will be up there. I'll give you a couple seconds. Don't shout out loud. And I'll say, God is one, two, three. And you can shout out the name. All right. They're pretty simple, especially if you were paying attention to the songs this morning. So let's do the first one. God is. No. no. <laughs> yeah, there always has to be one. All right. Let's wait. Okay, now I think everyone has figured this one out. All right, God is one, two, three. Jehovah. Okay, next one. God is the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. I'll give you a few seconds. Hey, you guys are good. All right, okay, God is one, two, three. Our Father. All right, next one. God is the really, really old of 24-hour increments of time. I'll give you a few more seconds. Some of you are like, what? All right. God is the one, two, three. 
Ancient of Days. All right. God is our. Now, this is a picture one for those of you who don't like to read. I threw in some picture ones. All right. God is our one, two, three. Strong tower. Someone say power tower. And that's a that's a ride. I think at Cedar Point. That's all right. Okay. Um, now this is one word, so it's the same word that fills in each of these blanks. God is our storm blank, animal blank, or homeless blank. Okay. God is our one, two, three. Shelter. It's it's funny from up here when people aren't sure, it's quieter what gets yelled out than when everyone's sure. Okay, God is the Lord of Regis Philbin, Alex Trebek, and Bob Barker. Okay, God is the Lord of hosts. Ah, the light bulb goes on for some of you. All right, hopefully you can see the picture. God is the, I'll give you a second. All right, you guys got it? God is the one, two, three. King of the nations. All right, we got two more to go. God is our, when you play hide and go seek, you want to find a good. Hey. All right, God is our one, two, three. Hiding place. And our last one, God is our, sounds like feather casting bother. I'll give some of you a second on this one. God is our one, two, three. Everlasting Father. All right. Give you guys a hand. You did very well. Now, there's a lot of different names for God in in Scripture. Um, And and I just want to highlight a few of God's names that that are talked about, though. And, and the first one that, that we want to look at is, is not really a name, but it comes from the story out of Exodus chapter 3. And it's when Moses was, was at the burning bush and God was talking to him through the burning bush, basically calling him, saying, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt. You're going to be the one who's going to lead my people out of captivity. And, and Moses is standing there and, and he says to God, he goes, Well, who should I tell them is sending me? He asked him that question. He wants a name. He wants a name from God. And God basically says, tell him I am who I am is sending you. And and that's not really a name. What it was describing was just God's nature, God's presence. He was basically saying to Moses, you know what? I'm I'm just I am. I exist. And he wanted to, to say to Moses, you know, there, there isn't really a name that can contain me. I, you just need to know that I am a God. I am bigger than anything. I am going to be there. I'm a God that there's mystery to. I'm a God that you can't fully know. And that's why he says, just say that I am sent you. Now, if you read further on, finally, he does give him a name. And we're going to look at that last. Lastly, he does give him the name Yahweh. We'll talk about that in a second. But he starts off by just saying, you know what? This is this is who I am. I'm just here. 
and, and it should set a tone for us that when we start to think about God, when we start to think about who he is, he's so much bigger than us. That names can, yes, kind of describe him, but we can't totally grasp exactly who he is. One of the other key names for him in the Old Testament is the name Elohim. And what's interesting about this one is basically when you translate it, you would translate it God, but it's actually a plural noun. And many people give different descriptions of here's why it was plural. But if you look at the Hebrew language, things that they wanted to describe to their fullest extent, they would label as a plural noun. So basically what they did with Elohim was saying this is the greatest God. He's the greatest God. He's at his fullest extent. That's why it's going to be a plural noun. And they've used that with other words that when they get to a point where, you know what, this is the greatest strength, they would use it into a plural noun. And and that's why Elohim God is such a, a huge name for who God is, is that he's the greatest God. There's nothing that is above him. There's nothing that's greater than him. And so that's why that was, that was one of the names for God that was so key to the Israelites. And then finally, that last one was the name Yahweh. Now, the interesting about this one, when God finally said to Moses, okay, you can tell them that Yahweh has sent you, and he gave him a name. When you think about who God is and, and this great God, you know, so many times you see throughout Scripture where he makes himself vulnerable. You know, when you put Adam and Eve on this earth, he gave them free will so they could choose whether to follow him or not follow him. And he makes himself vulnerable knowing that we have a choice. And it's the same thing here that he finally said, okay, I'll give you a name. Knowing full well, you know what, people may start misusing my name. And and we see throughout history and to the present day, that's what's happened is we misuse God's name. But he gave him the name Yahweh, which basically to the people was like an extension of God's being. That it was something special when they used that name about God, that God was there, that God was present with them. And it was such a a holy name. And there was such a reverence about that. And when you looked at their culture back then, names meant a lot. You know, we may just say, I'm going to name my child after my mom or my dad, which, which there's nothing wrong with that. But back then it was, we're, we're looking at the meaning of this name because we're going to name them this because that's what we want them to grow up to be. And, and so there was, there's huge emphasis put on names. And, and here you have this third commandment, where God is saying, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And I think so many times we just end it there. We read the commandment and say, well, okay, I know I shouldn't use, misuse God's name. Man, you read the rest of that, and, and he says, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. There's some punishment. There's some consequences for misusing God's name. Because God's name, man, we sang about it. It's powerful. There's freedom in it. There's strength in it. There's so many meanings behind it. And he says, you're going to misuse it? 
then I'm not going to hold you guiltless if you do. You know, we don't like it when people misuse our names. And one of the things I used to get frustrated with is my last name is very, very short. D-R-A-A. But most people, it's pronounced Dre. Most people say draw. You know, and it's one of those things that, you know, I don't like it when you mispronounce it. A telemarketer calls me, is Keith Draw there? Nope, he's not here. You know, Keith Dre is here. But not Keith Draw. You know, it's those types of things that sometimes, you know, we get upset if people mispronounce our names or, or say it differently. You know, and, and God is saying the same thing. You know, this is a name that holds a lot of power to it. And if you misuse it, I'm going to hold you accountable. And we want to look a little bit more into the misuse of, of God's name. And look historically back then what it was primarily referring to and then tie that into how that applies to us today. You know, maybe some of your translations say, you know, don't take the Lord, your God's name in vain. And and basically what that is describing, what that means is that it's empty or insincere. That you're taking God's name and, and when you use it, it means absolutely nothing. That it's just an empty, insincere thing. And as we look at history back then, one of the main things that, he was, that, that God was talking about in this commandment was the taking of oaths. And, and what a lot of people would do back then is they would make an oath with someone and they would say, uh, with it there would be some type of act. They would sacrifice an animal or they would like break a pot. And basically they would say, and by God, um, if I break this oath, let him do the same thing that I just did to this animal. Kind of saying, God can punish me. God can kill me. But in their heads, they're thinking, I know God's never going to kill me. So it doesn't really matter if I keep this oath or not. And and that's what God was getting at, saying, you know what? You're misusing my name when you do that. When you make an oath in my name, when you make a vow to somebody, and and you say, may God do this to me if I don't keep it. And in your head, you're thinking, I know God's not going to kill me. So... I'm going to break this oath. And, and throughout Scripture, there's some strong words with that. In Jeremiah 7, 9, it says, Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known? Basically, God is taking perjury, this false witness, taking God's name in vain and putting it in with stealing, murdering, committing adultery, worshiping other gods. Saying, you know what, you misuse my name, it's just like doing these. Malachi 3.5, God says this, So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice, says the Lord Almighty. So you see there, again he's saying, you know, you're going to bear false witness, You're going to misuse my name. You're in the same category as sorcerers, as adulterers, as those who oppress widows and orphans. He doesn't take it lightly. And he's saying, man, if you make these oaths, you're misusing my name. And back then it was really to the point where, you know what? Do I really think God has any power? No. 
because I'm going to take this oath. Yes, I'm going to say that because that puts meaning to it. But do I feel God's really going to follow through? No. So I don't really have to keep that oath. So it's kind of right in God's face saying, I just used your name to make an oath, but I don't feel like you can do what I just said you're going to do. You know, and that's where the hypocrisy comes in. And that's where God's saying, man, this is a serious thing. One of the other ways is by swearing or by blaspheming. Using God's name in that insincere, in that useless way. And that was something that they dealt with back then. And they dealt with it a little bit differently than we deal with it now. Leviticus 24, a man was caught blaspheming. And and what did they do? They took him outside the camp and just said, you're a bad person? No. They stoned him. And that was what God commanded. So you can imagine, I think our church may be a little less attended if that was the practice, and, or if that's what we did. When you used God's name, misused it, you know, you, you hit your, uh, your thumb with the hammer. Oh, my God, that hurt. You just blasphemed against God because you used it in a, in a useless way, in an insincere, in an empty way. And God's saying, you know what, from Scripture, you shouldn't be doing that. And we take this seriously, and he actually set an example and said, man, we're going to take you out and stone you. That's, that's you know, some, some serious words of warning. And nowadays it's kind of, well, we don't do that now. So, And, and we can rationalize, I think, anything and make it say, okay. And, and that's where we get away from living this Christian life the way it should be because, well, you know what, I... And, and it's the same thing. I know God is not really going to do that. It's not a big deal. You know, um, I hit my thumb and I said that, but I was actually praying to God. Um, sorry, I don't think you were. But you can try to rationalize it and say it was okay. And, and, and it's seriously looking at this. And how are you using God's name? And we want to tie this into what Jesus said about this whole situation and looking at this commandment in Matthew chapter 5, um, starting with verse 33 up on the screen. This is Jesus talking. He says, Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, For you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Now what was going on here is people were reading this commandment that don't misuse the name of the Lord, your God. They knew that they were taking vows and not intending to keep the vows. So what they started doing was was not using God. They started saying, I swear by heaven or by the earth, or by the city of Jerusalem. And so they thought, this is my way to rationalize and to get around the seriousness of breaking this commandment, because if I don't swear by God, then I'm not misusing his name, and then I'm not breaking this commandment. And Jesus comes back and says, you know what? If you swear by heaven, God's there. If you swear by the earth, God's there. If you swear by Jerusalem, 
It's his city. Basically, whatever you're going to swear by, God is a part of it. So you're doing the same thing. Just like your forefathers did. And you're being a hypocrite. And basically, he says, I want you to just let your, you know, the end of that. All you need to say is simply yes or no. If you're a person of integrity, if you're living out your life, you don't need vows because you're just simply going to do it. It's just something that you do. And he challenges them there saying, you know, this whole thing of misusing my name. Again, I'm not going to take lightly. Get away from making these oaths. Taking these vows and not intending to keep them. So how does that apply to us today in the misuse of God's name? I think there's really two areas. The lack of respect and then hypocrisy. The lack of respect is, it, it's to, to me, it's amazing how many of us, and when I say us, I'm talking about us sitting here, not people outside, whoever, use phrases like, oh my God, or Jesus Christ, consistently in your language. I see it through texting, the OMG, or on Facebook. Um, and, and it's something that there's just, it's a total lack of respect for who God is. And it's misusing his name in an incredible way. And God doesn't take that lightly. But yet, you know, it's one of those things, I I think we've gotten to the point where we say, you know, words don't really matter. So it's not a big deal if I say, oh my God. And and I don't see how we can rationalize that, because to me, words matter. I still can vividly remember my coaches growing up chewing me out and some of the words that they said to me. I can remember in ninth grade, I played soccer my whole life, but in ninth grade I went out for basketball. I can remember quitting because the coach was just negative. Everything that came out of his mouth was negative. I had just got done playing a full season of soccer, and I was like, this isn't worth it because of the words he was speaking. And and I walked away from that. I think each of us can remember negative things that people have said to us. You know, and, and you read about that with athletes, with professional athletes. Some of them will say, you know, when I was in high school, I remember this one teacher telling me, you will never amount to anything. And he says, that has spurred me on to where I am today. And to tell me words don't matter. You know, and, and, and yet we'll easily just say, oh, my God. And I'm not here to say, I, I'm not going to get into the discussion of is it right or wrong to say, oh, my gosh, you know, and change things up a little bit. Um, that's for you guys to figure out on your own. Um, but I, I'm looking at God's name and, and just the, the lack of respect that, that we have for it. You know, for me, it was one of those things I know growing up, where I worked in high school, some of the guys had some foul mouths on them. And I would put up with the swearing and stuff, and whether that's right or wrong, who knows. But when they would throw God's name into it, that's when I would say something. And that was just something that always bothered me. When all of a sudden they would add that in, I would say, wait a minute, 
you're talking about the God that I serve. You can say whatever else, leave his name out of it. And I remember one time with uh, my son, Eli, um, I think he was around five or so. He was in our backyard. And for some reason that day, the teenagers from our neighborhood, the boys, were hanging out in our backyard. I really have no idea why they were there, but they were there. And uh, Eli was kind of standing there next. They were holding a conversation. He's kind of standing there. I was listening from the kitchen window, kind of spying, you know. Us parents do that sometimes. And, uh, and one of them said, said, oh, my God. And my son goes, you shouldn't say that. That's a swear word. You know, and the kid looked at him and goes, that's not a swear word. These are swear words. And proceeded to list off. Uh, uh, and that's when I finally went outside and was like, get out of my house, in my yard. You're not welcome here anymore. No. But, you know, and it's, but it's one of those things, you know, where, where to my son, you know, that, that's something you don't use lightly. And I hope he keeps that with him his whole life. Um, you know, and, and that's one of my prayers for him is that he does that. And yet, you know, we will say it so easily. And it's become, you know, you hear it on TV, you hear it in music, you hear it wherever. And it's something that, as followers of Christ, man, hopefully you've seen through the singing, through some of the scripture, through the meanings of of God's name, that we shouldn't misuse it. And we shouldn't take it lightly. And if you're here and you have that problem... Or maybe you don't even realize you have that problem. I, I think some people, it's just, they don't even realize, man, it's something you need to give over. Because God says, you misuse my name, I'm going to judge you. I'm not going to hold you guiltless. I think the other area is, is this whole area of hypocrisy. And it comes down where we can tie in what people used to, because we don't necessarily take oaths nowadays. And, and, and this was what this was hitting. But I think there's this whole area of, I think we somewhat take an oath when we take on Christ's name. When we say, I'm a Christian. Or we say, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a disciple of Christ. And we say that, and then we walk out these doors, and we live the total opposite of that. That's misusing God's name. Basically. Because in here, it's this is who I am. I'm a follower of Christ. And you walk out there and you don't live anything like it. And I personally feel God is more upset with that than having someone say, oh, my God. When you say I'm a Christian and then you walk out the door and you act a totally opposite way. And the people you run into are like... You're what? You go to First Alliance Church and you act like that? I remember when my wife used to work at the mall, and I don't know who these people are because she would never tell me, but there was people from our church that when she saw them coming, she would actually go into the back room because she didn't want to be associated with how they acted in the store and treated the other employees of the store. Because she didn't want them saying, oh, hey, J-, you know, hey, Jamie, you know, and, and that and, and that just t- to me, man, that's misusing God's name because you say you're this, but then you act a total opposite way. And I know I've said it before, but I'm going to harp on this. Man, you talk to almost any waiter or waitress in Erie. What day do they hate the most to work? 
Sundays. It should be the opposite. That should be the day that they love the work the most because they get treated great. They get great tips. And it's just a fun day. But instead, they're treated rudely. They get no tips sometimes or very little tips. And it's mainly church-going crowds that are going to be there. You know, it's such a sad testimony that we have. And I'm not saying that all of you go out and do that at restaurants. But if you're feeling guilty, you should. Okay. Because why? Because you're misusing God's name. Because you're saying, here's who I am. But yet, here's how I'm going to act. And God's saying, don't call yourself a Christian if this is the way you're going to act. Don't misuse my name. So this whole commandment isn't just about whether or not you say, oh, my God. It it goes a lot bigger than that, whether or not you're actually living out your life for Christ. And are you truly doing that? Or is it one thing and then the other? And, And that's where when instead of people saying, oh, yeah, you know, I know them. They follow God. Um. Strong, you know, I'd like to look into that. And so they're looking at your life and saying, you know what, they're, they're a hypocrite. They say this and then they do something totally different. And that falls right into this commandment of you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. One of my favorite quotes on this topic um, comes from a man, he's a, an author and, and also a speaker. Um, his name is Brennan Manning. And he, he says this. He says, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Now, let me read that to you again so you can let it sink in. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Now, what are you going to do this week? You were here this morning. Most of you sang. Some of you were raising your hands. Some of you clapped. Some on beat, others not on beat. But it was okay. And you acknowledge Jesus with your lips. But what are you going to do once you walk out of here? Are you going to get on the computer and look at pornography? Are you going to, as you pull out of here, honk at somebody and yell and scream and swear because they just cut you off? You know, right when you pull out of the church parking lot? (laughs) Happens. But, but what are, you know, and, and it's that whole thing. How, you know, are you going to go to a restaurant and you have to wait 50 minutes to get your food? So then it's, you know, it's, it's time to be rude to the waitress because I'm not getting my food quick enough. You know, and, and it goes on and on. Or how are you going to treat your coworkers at, at work? Do they even know you go to church on Sunday? Or if they found out, would they laugh? (laughs) Whatever, man. You know, and and that's what this whole commandment is about. 
is God saying, don't misuse my name. If you say you're a follower of me, act like it. And also in your everyday conversation, my name is too big for you to just use it flippantly. When you talk about me, be seriously talking about me. Don't use it as an exclamation. Basically, don't use it as a swear word. Because that's not what I'm all about. I didn't do this in the first service, um, but I'm feeling led to do it here, is, is having a time to just challenge you guys. So... Um, that, that's what we're going to do. Because I, I just feel like there, there's some people here that maybe this point in time that you just need to say, you know what, I constantly am saying, oh my God, or, or just using God, misusing God's name. And, and I'm at the point where I want to stop doing that. I want to use God's name in the correct way and see him for who he really is. Or maybe there's some of you that are just, you know what, I, I act like I have it all together here but then I act totally different out there and I need to make the two m- match. You know, and, and the big thing with that is I hope you don't feel like when you come to church you have to be perfect, that you have to be a certain way because, man, I'll be the first to say I am not perfect. I mess up all the time. Our walk with Christ is messy But there's also a point where you need to say, you know what, I'm going to try. I want to give it 100%. I want to live a lifestyle. I don't want to misuse God's name and say, hey, I'm a Christ follower, but then walk out and act totally different. There's a time where you just need to say, you know what, this is it. And I want to stop messing around. And I want to stop misusing God's name. Because I want him to be proud of me. I want him to say, you know, have you seen Keith? I'm proud to call him one of my followers. Instead of, I wish he wouldn't use my name and say that he follows me. Because of the way he lives his life. We don't have any music planned. We're just going to have, I just feel led to do this. We're going to have a time of silence. And if you need to come forward, if you need to say, God, you know what? I don't want to misuse your name. I don't want to be a hypocrite anymore. Then I encourage you, we're just have a time of silence and prayer. If you feel you need to come down front, sometimes moving helps make that official. But you don't need to. I just want a time of silent prayer, and and then we'll close our service. But I encourage you, if God's been speaking to you and saying, this is something you need to get a hold of if you want to truly live for me, you know, don't walk out of here ignoring God speaking to you. Let's just spend a time quietly. If you feel you need to come here, great. Not just in in your seat. Spend some time praying and praying. recognizing just who God is and the power in his name. Let's pray.